episode number 234, Experiencing the Camaro Competition. Welcome to The Camaro Show, a podcast about all things Camaro and GM performance news. I'm Chris Frezzo. And I'm Jason Debler. We're your hosts for this week's episode of The Camaro Show. Want to be part of our show? It's easy. Just leave a message on our voicemail hotline at 586-486-3182. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And welcome back, everyone, for another exciting episode of The Camaro Show. I'm Chris. I'm Jason. What's up, dude? Oh, man. Breaking the weather. (sighs) Wait, is this the last day of summer that we're recording this? I think so. Oh, I think so. Oh, I just realized it's, that it's like uh, it's like still summer here, dude. Oh, that's what like, I, that's what I was talking about. Like big time. Yeah, eighty six oh, today, Monday, September twenty third. Okay, is, so the day after this is released. That's right. The official end of summer is the Monday. Welcome to Monday. Well, Good grief, man. Anyway, so yeah, now it's reasonable gonna go out and work on my car with the garage door open and not not i was gonna say not freeze not roast it's gonna be cool man yeah hmm. we uh we got we got a lot of stuff to talk about this is a jam-packed show i don't know if we're gonna be able to fit it all in but we're gonna try we're, we're just gonna have to be um uh what's that we just have to be short <laughs> all right so last weekend um we both coincidentally drove some competition of the Camaro. Wasn't planning it. No. It just, I, I it kind of fell into our, uh, my lap here, kind of fell into your lap over there, and we're like talking yep. about this, and we're like, hey, we should talk about this on the show, because, well, right. it is the Camaro competition. So what did what did you get into? So my buddy Quentin came by, because he he's got he's doing this avalanche project. It's his daily driver, and he's doing a, didn't, doing a head and cam. And it and he he spent a week or so doing it in his garage, and um, had to take it to the tuner get it tuned. He he pulled it off, um, but he had to get a rental car. And so he shows up in my driveway with like a brand new rental Mustang convertible. Now I can't think of the last time I drove a Mustang. It's been a long time, maybe twenty plus years, maybe thirty. I don't know. One thing I'll say right now, it was a convertible with the top down. Probably made a huge difference, but there was zero leg room in that car Z- for the back seat. Zero. It was, just, it was like it was like or worse than the 6th Gen Camaro. Okay. When Qu- Quentin's, you know, I don't know, he's 5, maybe 6 feet almost, 5'11", okay. 6 feet. The back of the front seat was touching the front of the back seat. Hmm. Like there's you, no, it's just like a 6th Gen. There's just no way. So probably because it was convertible, it needed the room. But if anybody says, well, there's no leg, there's leg room in the Mustang, not in all cases. Um, it was a three-liter tur- three liter turbo, I think. It was a V6 turbo. Uh, perfectly honest, that thing was fun as hell to drive. Okay. It made me think of a fourth-gen F-body. Really? I don't know why. Just the location of everything. You know, where the dash is, where the steering wheel was, where the, the slant of the windshield was similar. And it felt pretty nimble, even though it had, like, all-season tires on it. You put it into race mode or drag mode or whatever, and third gear hits like a hammer when because it's automatic. It was really impressive. I only beat the snot out of it for just a couple seconds. 
But Quentin's like, it's a rental, man. Do what you want to do. I'm like, oh. <laughs> do but what I'm you want old, I'm the old man that complains about people driving too fast in the neighborhood. Yeah. Because uh, we got kids and animals in the neighborhood and all that. So I didn't do too much. But, of course, he had to do a nifty burnout in front of my house and left a little pile of rubber. And it, it did all right. I was impressed with it. I would, it'd, be, it'd, be a, it'd be a great daily driver. It was fun. Really? Yep. Huh. Yep. I was impressed. What'd you drive? So uh, uh, Sunday afternoon, uh, I was uh, sitting around doing uh, some video stuff, and and I get a text from uh, Manny, you know, from uh, Muscle Cars and Trucks. Yeah, and he says, "Hey, I, I got this uh, this Challenger here. Do you want to go play around with it?" And I was like, uh, "Yeah." <laughs> so he's testing it, and um, he picked me up, and we just we happened to we go out to Woodward, and we we're gonna just cruise. And I was like, "Are you hungry?" And he's like, "Yeah." There's this restaurant I've never been to before called um, Vincetta's Garage, and it's a, oh, yeah. an old garage that converted into a restaurant. And I've, the the food is award winning. Uh, people rave about it, and I've never been there before. So he's like, "Oh my god, you've never been there before? Let's go there." So we went there, and we had some really good burgers. And one of the Detroit Lions walked in while we were eating too, right after their game, and. We uh we ate and then we went and we drove around with the uh, with the Challenger and just uh, experienced the car and from my initial feelings of the car, it it kind of feels like a fifth gen Camaro. It's bigger in the inside <laughs> than a, than a sixth gen. Definitely feels bigger inside. The back seat is obviously more spacious. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's I mean it's a it's a land yacht. It's a boat. It's huge. It's 470 horsepower, and, and the one we were we were in was a Scat Pack, uh, wide body. <laughs> so the, it's little. Everything's a little bit wider on the outside, you know, probably for the tires. Wasn't it OJ Simpson that said everything looks a little big? Nah, maybe I don't know. <laughs> Remember Drew and Mike? Yeah. Um, it was a it was cool. a cool like army green type color. Yeah, that was kind of cool. But uh, it was a fu- it was a fun car. Yeah. The price tag is $57,000. That ain't fun. <laughs> um so I don't I don't know how they're pushing those or if they're if they're uh pushing them out with uh, money on the hood or lease deals or what. I don't know anything about that, but that was my first experience in uh in um uh, an upper level challenger before. Yeah. And it's not yeah. bad. It's, it's it looks nice inside. It's comfortable, but uh-huh. uh for the money, uh, definitely. I would definitely go with a Camaro. I don't... Case. Yeah. 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 I... A 1LE. Yeah. But, I mean, if you want Hell, a bigger you can pick car... Up, you can pick up a new... Z, uh, you can pick up a used, uh, like, 17ZL1, 18ZL1 for mid-50s now. Gosh. Uh, That's a 650, I saw a ZL1 1LE on the road the other day. Yeah. Dude smoking a cigarette in it. I'm like... <laughs> His car, he's allowed to suck if he wants. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. But like you said, it's, it's good to drive the competition to see yeah. what else is available. Mustang, I haven't driven a Mustang since um, I went out to Pahrump for uh, Spring Mountain for when GM mm. did the the uh, the launch of the two-liter turbo car. And then they made us drive a fifth-gen Camaro. Then the Mustang, and then the two-liter turbo car. Wow. That was the last time I drove a Mustang. Too cool. Too cool. Yeah. They, they've, 
I was impressed. And and I think it's good because all the time we rag on the cars because they're too fat or they're too slow or yeah. whatever. But overall, I'm good, somebody's good. satisfied with them. They're yeah. selling. <laughs> yeah, I'd be happy with either one of them based on what we've talked about. So what do you guys think? You driven, I'm sure a lot of our listeners have driven the competition and driven a fifth gen or sixth yeah. gen Camaro or even a fourth gen Camaro. What do you think? I'd but, like to hear about it. Yeah. And, and if you don't, if you own one of those cars and you want to like maybe test a Camaro, guess what? Hertz. Oh. Hertz, the rental car company, <laughs> is doing two special edition Camaros that are going to be available at select cities uh, in 2020 for, dude, a 750-horsepower ZL1 available to rent from Hertz or Camaro SS, all tuned, tuned specifically by Hendrick Motorsports. What? Oh my gosh. What? <laughs> okay, first off, make sure you check the box with the walkaway insurance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> can you can you imagine? I, I yeah. don't even know what this is going to cost. People are speculating in the forums like, Oh yeah, it's gonna be like uh, seventeen hundred dollars a day. Oh come on! <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! And then all the arguments where they should never be doing this is the stupidest thing I ever heard. How many of these are gonna show up in junkyards next because idiots renting them? But hey, all right. Well, you know what? When we're going out to Vegas for SEMA, which we'll talk about in a little bit, I'm gonna rent like a slingshot or something like that and take it out in the desert in the middle of the night, me and the wife. Yeah. Just, you know, enjoy it. So, you know, L V C exotic rentals, not paid for them. But, well, I mean, you wanna you can rent a twenty seventeen Lamborghini Huracan convertible for five hundred bucks. Okay. It's not gonna be a twenty nineteen Lamborghini Aventador S Roadster. Thousand dollars, okay. It's not going to be seventeen hundred dollars for a Camaro. Sorry, <laughs> no matter what Camaro. Jeez, oh Pete's eight. Well, twenty four hours is two grand. But that's the thing is, if you're going to spend that kind of money to rent a car, even I would rent a Ferrari or a Lamborghini yeah. instead. You know, I mean, yeah. so maybe I got to think it'll be in the hundreds, but not the thousands. Wow. So they're going to have an extra hundred horsepower for the ZL1 courtesy of uh, Hendrick Motorsports and they're only going to make 24 of them. That's it. Yeah. That's a publicity stunt more than anything. Oh, it's going to be I mean they look beautiful though, man. Do you see the, the color scheme with that they do that mm -hmm. black and yellow? It looks bitching. That hurts. It does. Uh, they're going to be available throughout the fall starting in select cities and those are Atlanta, Charlotte, Dallas, Fort Lauderdale, Fort <clears throat> Myers, Houston, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, Miami, Nashville. What do you know? Orlando, Phoenix, and San Diego. <laughs> San, San Francisco and, and Tampa. Ironically, American Muscle Car Mecca, Detroit, is not on the list. <laughs> but Nashville is. Yeah. So. Mm, mm, mm. I may have to look around and see. And, and don't forget, they're giving one away too. That's right. I entered, did you? I sure did. Yeah. The sweepstakes starts September 18th and runs until November 15th for a chance to win the Hertz Hendrick Motorsports 2020 Camaro SS, not the ZL1. 
Five finalists also win an exclusive driving experience in Charlotte that includes a driving experience at the Charlotte Motor Speedway with Hendrick Motorsports driver William Byron. A behind the private, behind uh, the private behind-the-scenes tour of Hendrick Motorsports facilities, NASCAR Hall of Fame passes, lunch with Byron's number 24 Hendrick Motorsports team. The five finalists will receive a specially coded key at the track. The finalists with the key that starts the the Hertz Hendrick oh. Motorsports 2020 Carouse will be the winner. Oh my gosh, man. That just uh, yes. That gets me excited just thinking about it. Ooh, just to have one of those keys. That'd be cool. Oh man, that'd be cool. Get that call. Ah, uh, yes, Mister Doubler. Um, you have been selected as uh, a recipient of one of the keys. You're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, almost like getting an email saying, "Guess what? You just um." Won an opportunity to buy a Copo Camaro, and you go, hey, I'm broke. Never mind. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, cool. I'm going to look around. I'm going to see if I can get my hands on one. Yeah. Find, at least find out how much it is. When's it going to be available? I don't remember. This fall. To say, this fall? This okay. Fall. Yeah, perfect time. Winter time is a great time to have a 750 horsepower uh-huh. car. But, I mean, go, go, going back to the thing that, you know, you could rent a 2017 Z06 with 650 horsepower for 500 bucks for 24 hours. So. Bucks we should do that hours. in Vegas. We should rent something in Vegas and beat the crap out of it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we got to move on, though. How's about this? Uh, let's talk about the elephant in the room, the GM strike. It is still going on, right? I haven't checked yeah. the news this morning. Yeah, yeah, as far as I know. Yeah, they walked out mm, Sunday Sunday night or Monday. Like, Was it like Sunday, 11.59 p.m. or something like that? Let me see if there's anything new at yeah. it right now. Well, while, while you're looking that up, you know, this has a lot of impacts on a lot of people, and some of you listeners probably know that. Well, it's impacting me here in Nashville because I've got a cracked fuel pump sending unit, which is common for C6 Corvettes, and they are, and GM is replacing that. Um, it's just within the 10-year, 100,000-mile mark and uh, from, from service date, but I can't. they can't fix it because they can't get the parts because of the strike. Mm. Still going on. Yep, it's still going on, and um, you know now the politicians are 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 coming to the to the picket lines with them, and yeah, I, I don't want to get political, uh, but but that's what these pickets seem to turn into. So I'm just gonna say that I hope both sides work out their differences and get back to work, mm-hmm. because everybody wants to be making money, mm-hmm. and nobody's making money. When they're um, when they're outside holding up signs, that's right, and it shows the strength and the power of the American worker. It also shows the strength of the unions, and it shows the position that GM is in. It's this is no good for anybody. Right. It it's not a this side is going to win, this side is going to lose. This is no good for anybody. Period. They need to come together. Yeah. And it's and it can't be easy. I don't want to be in their shoes. Um, there's nope. a video out there by a guy named Mark Dice regarding the GM strike, and there's something that really he really he really hit on, and that is that the average auto worker makes sixty three dollars an hour with benefits. That's you know give or take one hundred and twenty, hundred thirty thousand dollars a year, including benefits. And those benefits are good. So that hourly wage that they actually get in their paycheck is low. Scott Settlemeyer had an interesting observation about union workers, though, and how 
those guys that make good money, he says he he doesn't have a problem with them make those guys and ladies, men and women yeah. of General Motors, doesn't have a problem with them making good money because a they raise children on that on that money. My family did it. Yeah. You know, my uncles, my uncle specifically, not my, my not my parents. Um, they raise children and families. They buy boats. They buy more General Motors vehicles. They take pride in their work. That's great. Is is the, but everybody else? Oh, it's not worth. You know, let's just say it's fifty dollars an hour. It's not worth fifty dollars an hour in their paycheck to stand there and put bolts in. Do you know how hard that is? Oh, it's easy for your body to do it, but your brain goes crazy. This is why when you go to uh, an auto plant when you work at one, it's not uncommon to see a lot of crushed beer cans and empty liquor bottles five o'clock in the morning that weren't there that night the night before. It's tough. It makes people go nuts, and it's a long hard day of doing the same thing over and over and over again it may seem easy sure i can do that all day try it just try it it'll drive you nuts that's why they have crossword puzzles and stuff to play with in between each job that comes down that conveyor line i i don't i feel bad for them because it's tough good point it it is that's just how i see it i know that there's a lot harder jobs that make a lot less but you know what well the alternative is don't pay them as much and what happens Strike. <laughs> so. Well, I hope they work their differences out and everybody can yep. get back to work. Yep. Yep. Everybody. Yes. Good luck. Everybody. Good luck to this lady, too, driving her Camaro. <laughs> she decided to go go, go evil Knievel on it <laughs> in her Camaro. What the heck is the story behind this? A woman unharmed after driving Camaro off a 200-foot cliff. A 200-foot cliff. So you ever been to Cedar Point? Some of us have. The yeah. Demon Drop yeah. is 100 feet tall. <laughs> this thing is crazy. Where's the photo? I can't find the photo now. Oh, she was arrested uh, on suspicion of DUI. Oh, boy. Uh, there's, there's, more, there's more to the story. Mm. Crazy. 200 feet. And a hill stopped her from falling even 1,000 feet more. But I think the... I think the what we can take away from this is that she walked away on, on, on skate, dude. Yeah. After dropping 200 feet in a Camaro. It's hardcore, man. Yeah. Dangerous. Wow. So good for her. Stop, don't drink and drive, idiot. Yeah. It's, it's no secret. Wow. It, you know, it's, it's hands-free Tennessee down here. What does that's that what mean? They call it hands-free Tennessee, meaning you can't be driving with a phone in your hand. Oh, okay. It's, they, they, they. But they, they still do. Oh, oh. <laughs> And, and I still don't understand why people do this. Why do they talk on the speakerphone with the phone pretty much almost in position of talking on it without being on speakerphone? Yeah. Why do they do that? Don't know. Well, why? Well, why? You don't, see, you don't see a guy who's an executive in his office with his face right down to his desk phone when it's on speakerphone talking an inch from it, right. a half an inch from it. Why? Okay. <laughs> Next, <laughs> 25 cars people refuse to associate with. Actually, do we have any more Camaro news here? Yeah, we do. Uh, oh, yeah, we do. All right. We were going to hit this last week, and we, we yeah. saved it till this week. And I thought yeah. this was extremely interesting because <laughs> I don't know. Okay, well, just go ahead and read it. Give me the headline. This is the, the Jeep Wrangler thing, right? Yes. You're thinking of? Uh, big trade-in for the JL Jeep Wrangler, pony cars. Buyers are swapping one American icon for another. 
And this comes to us from Muscle Cars and Trucks. So they inter- interviewed uh, the FCA people. And what they were what they were saying is that recurring customers for the new JL Jeep Wrangler are, of course, primarily JK owners, according to Jeep North American director Scott Talent. But then he mentioned a bit of a surprise. People willing to trade in their iconic muscle cars and pony cars. The pony cars, a lot of them get traded in. Ford Mustang, Chevy Camaro, Dodge Challenger for that Jeep. Mm. The pony car and muscle car segment consisting of Camaro, Challenger, and Mustang has taken a dip in sales over the past few years. And it would be huge if the Wrangler was some sort of reason as to why. It's actually in all likelihood that this traded phenomenon happens to point to something outside the myopic spreadsheets. After all, the Mustang, Camaro, and Challenger, and Wrangler all have something in common. They're American icons. They're lifestyle vehicles. They're discretionary. Buyers don't need them. They want them. Mm -hmm. They want these vehicles for Americana, a style and personality that only these vehicles can deliver. Additionally, there's another data point that drives this notion home, and that is in regards to full-size trucks. Continuing a trend we've seen over these years was trade-ins from full-size pickup truck buyers. The Ford Series, the the Chevrolet Silverado is the talent. While these vehicles are more utilitarian than muscle cars, they share the same archetype as the Jeep Wrangler. Huh. As for the 2020 Jeep Gladiator trade-ins for this vehicle have largely been mid-size and full-size trucks. Oh, boy. Let's get into this. So, me, myself, <laughs> as a Camaro owner, I'm, I don't know if you put me into a different category because not mm. only am I a Camaro enthusiast, but I'm a, like, super enthusiast. You know, we, we do everything. We talk, breathe, do a show yep. on Camaro. I've done websites on Camaro. <laughs> I would never in a million years think about trading my Camaro in for a Jeep. Ever. <laughs> I wouldn't either. Ever. I don't nope. know if these are the casual, as they call it, muscle car buyers from we saw through the last, uh, since like 2009 when, when Camaro came back on the market and just crushed it. <laughs> just crushed it. You know, because it was gone for a while and, you know, Transformers yeah. happened and everybody wanted a Camaro. Maybe those people are now moving into a point in their life or see this Jeep and like something more utilitarian. I, I don't know. What do you think? It's, it's the hot thing. It's the people that buy a Camaro because it's the hot thing. Right. Or the Mustang because it's the hot thing. Well, now Jeeps are hot again. And that comes in waves just like anything else. So, you know, it's it's those who aren't fully dedicated to it. The ones that those those that say, yeah, I don't know, it's Camaro. I bought it like it. it's fun. I drive it. And now, and now I want to buy something else. Uh, you know, it's just weird that, that I guess maybe it's not so weird. It's, it's weird in headline, but it's not weird in the overall theory. I don't know. I find it weird. <laughs> I just don't see people shopping like. I got a Camaro. I got a Mustang. I got a Challenger. Hey, I'm gonna go get a Jeep now. The, 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 they're not. Ex- they're not the same vehicle. Yeah, but they're know. a vehicle to these people. It's. It's. It's the hot thing. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. Uh, we don't have any voicemails and emails. We have this no week, voicemails right? or emails this week. No. Well, we need to get some in and talk about so people can talk about the stuff that we've been talking about. That's right. That's so. Right. We want to hear from you. We got more stuff to talk about right after this. 
Hey, want to be part of this show? Well, we want to hear from you. Just hit our digits at 586-486-3182, 24 hours a day. Leave us a message, and we'll feature it in an upcoming show. So what are you waiting for? Do it now. Yeah. Do it now. Do it. Do it now. <laughs> Pause the show right now. Pause and it. Do it. And do it. Call and say, I'm doing it. That's all you have to say. I'm doing it. And then hang up. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> hey, it's personal Dave. Uh, uh, doing it. I'm doing it. Oh, that sounds weird. Now that I think about it, I'm doing it. <laughs> okay, next article. Uh, twenty-five. Chris, you posted. You sent me this. With twenty-five cars people refuse to associate with. Let's talk about twenty-five cars that suck. That's what it should be called, right? Oh my god. Want me to go down the list? Yes. I, I, I was laughing reading these. <laughs> the, I'll, I'll not read the. Well, I'll read some of it. I'll read cliff notes. Okay. Number one. Actually, yeah, well, it's, it is the first one. Yeah. Mitsubishi, Mitsubishi Mirage. Um, you don't have to say any more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Dodge Nitro. Uh, I knew people that loved those things. Yeah. Uh, the Chevrolet Camaro Iron Duke. It it really was that bad. Well, yeah. I would say the, the the power plate, not the actual Camaro. Oh, just the Iron Duke. Ninety horsepower, zero to sixty in twenty seconds. <laughs> wow. What were they? BMW seven forty five L E sixty five dot com XL. Uh, how many letters and numbers can you smash into that? Ugly. Um. Yeah, it looks all right. I guess. Uh, uh, junk. Dodge Omni. I had one. Yeah, I kind of like oh. the Dodge, especially those GLH ones. Well, well, I had the Dodge Charger, which was based on the Dodge Omni. It's just a two-door version. Right. But uh, those things were... And my buddy Charlie, his first car was a Dodge Omni. The Yugo, screw yourself. I mean, the Yugo GV. Um, you know, that was a, what, a $200 car when it was new? Damn. The Damn. Fiat 500L. Just look at that thing. Just the Pontiac looking. Aztec. Oh, well, the Aztec never gets any love. Yeah, this one I agree with. The Renault Le Car. Oh God, I hated those things. Uh, they were just the Ford Pinto. Great drag car if you don't, <laughs> you know, seriously, because they're so short. Rear wheel drive, front engine. They made good drag cars, but otherwise they just made great explosions. I guess it really wasn't that bad, but it was. But the media made it out to be bad. Uh, number eleven, Chevrolet Cobalt. Wow, I don't think that's a big deal. I liked no, it. I think I think it's just there because of the the whole ignition thing. Remember yeah. the whole ignition key thing. Yep, that was a bummer. Number twelve, the Cadillac Cimarron, which is oh. basically a Cavalier with yes. nice seats. Yes, <laughs> and a lot more money. The Oldsmobile Cutlass Diesel. Oh my God, is that a horrific, badly designed looking car? Oh. God, look at the ass on the, uh, holy, okay. <laughs> the uh, 14 Volkswagen Passat TDI, that's another diesel. Pissant. And they had the diesel gate issue. Cadillac ATS. Oh, what? really? They're saying it flopped. I guess. Yeah, maybe it just wasn't the right thing. Honda Insight. Ugh. Next. Uh, Chrysler 200. Man, there was so much hope behind this car. It was. I think it was going to be the next K car. At least they thought it was going to be. Yeah. That looked good, but it just didn't hit its mark. They discontinued in 2017 after, I don't know. It didn't have a good engine. It wasn't fast or powerful. The Ford Exploder. Oh, my God. Do you remember the whole issue with all the tires on the damn thing? 
wasn't they even kept a... recalling all the tires, and then, then the damn thing kept flipping all the time. <laughs> yeah, you just look <laughs> at it and it flipped over on its side. Yeah, like that. What is that? That that thing you used to have? The samurai, Suzuki samurai. The geo. Yeah. What was the, the tracker? Geo? Oh yeah, yeah, you just turn too fast, and that thing would flip. Well, you know, it's kind of like you know a lawnmower. You don't. You, if if you're not careful, you can chop things up real bad. That's right. When you drive a car like that, if you're not careful, you can roll the damn thing. It's really simple. I mean, of course, they're making cars pretty much infallible now with all the junk they have on it. Oh, 19, Chevrolet SSR. Wow. During the retro craze. Wow. Yeah, it's still neat. You know what? You know what I would love to see? One that's had like, you know, like an LS9 transplant Ooh. with like tubbed out and slammed down and tubbed you know, out. You know, I think it'd be pretty kick ass. I'm surprised about this one. The Volkswagen Phaeton. That I remember seeing pictures of the factory. The factory had like hand laid hardwood floors instead of just raw concrete and all that. Just really incredible and really expensive. It used a. It was actually based on a Bentley Continental, and but it just cost way too much. Suzuki Kizashi. Never heard of it. Never heard Four of it. Four door Next. Suzuki thing. <laughs> ah, the Hummer H2. Huh, Hummer H2. I don't know, man. I, oh, I, I I think I think Hummer went away too too fast. I really do. I think I, I if think, Hummer was around yeah. today, they'd be selling so many of them. Yeah. Because you know how it went to whole truck thing, and then now it's back again. Yeah. Your dad bought if, one. My my dad. You know he's like ah, I'm thinking about buying a Hummer. My dad's seventy two years old. You know, I'm like, Dad, come on, what's wrong with your truck? Eh, you know, it's got things wrong with it. I might as well just, you know, trade it and get something else. I said, Dad, there's other things you should probably get. There's a reason why they stopped making them. They don't get good gas mileage. I guess they're unreliable, and, you know, you just... Then he calls me up two weeks later. Yeah, I bought another vehicle. I said, what'd you get? And he goes, you're not going to like it. Did you buy a Hummer? He <laughs> bought a Hummer. But you know what? He's had it for like two years now, and he loves it. Is it an H2 or an H3? I think it's an H... I don't know. I think it's an H3. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. But he loves it. He really does. The next one, gosh, it's a bummer. The Cadillac ELR. Dude, I would I rock that thing. I would rock that thing every day. That thing was that was such a good looking car. It was just, just so like expensive. Coupe. Uh, the basic. Kia Cadenza, never heard of it next. The Mitsubishi <laughs> IM, whatever it is. God, it's, it looks like a car in an egg had a child that was designed by Dr. Seuss and a third grader. Oh, and that's it. Was that it? Yeah, that's it. Well, that's 25. We ran through them fast. 25, yeah. Nah, if you've got one of those cars, sorry. Um, Good Lord. Good Lord. Uh, let's see here. Uh, got a couple more things. We, we want to talk about donuts and Brodies. We're going to have to save that for another episode. And uh, But I do want to, uh, let's see here. we got a couple more things. Oh, i got to talk about this. This came from Popular Mechanics. Why racing stripes cost ten thousand dollars on the twenty twenty Ford Mustang Shelby GT five hundred? All right, and are they worth it? No, seriously. End of story. Really cool, but ten thousand dollars because they're 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 painted on, and I think they're you know they're. Uh... Actually, here's a, here's a quick story. I was talking to someone last weekend. At my brother's house, he was driving a 2014 uh, Mustang GT500. Oh yeah! And I asked him what he th- thought of the new 2020, and he said, "Well, I have one on order, but I'm thinking of canceling that and buying a C8 Corvette." 
it's cheaper and it looks better. Mm-hmm. And, and so we, that fits perfectly into an, our, our argument we had a couple months ago or when, or when they released the pricing for the C8, it's like, how can you justify spending 75 to a hundred thousand dollars on a Mustang mm-hmm. that is half the, the, the performance, not half, but you're going to get way more performance and cheaper and better looking car in a Corvette C8. Yep. Yep. I, 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 this GT 500 is really awesome looking. It's got great performance and all that, but $10,000 because they're hand painted on. I, I can leave. I can, I can do racing stripes in my shorts. <laughs> okay. <There> you go. <laughs> all right. So next week we're going to talk about some things. We're going to talk about donuts and Brodies. Have your stories ready. We do this. We talk about this every couple of years, I think. Yep. And uh, here's something we want to leave with you that you can give our, our voicemail uh, a jingle or whatever, leave a voicemail. What is an automotive myth that makes you laugh? Haggerty asked that question of the week in their forums, and we're going to talk about that. Some I just can't stand hearing over and over again. Automotive myth? Yeah. Okay. The You know, kind of like, uh, yeah, you know... Uh, the DeLorean was a heavy car, which it wasn't, turns out. Or that, uh, um, you know, uh, the Ford Model T was, was available only in black. And actually, that's not true. Um, you know, Mikey eating Pop Rocks and drinking Diet Coke and exploding <laughs> while riding in a Corvair <laughs> that rolled after rear-ending a Pinto that blew up. Yeah. <laughs> that's what somebody said. So John DeLorean is still in jail. Things like that car and car business myths. And there's a lot of cool stories in this article. Have your car myth ready that you love or hate or just make you laugh. We want to talk about those. In fact, go ahead and start getting them in now if you want. We'll talk about them next week. And let's end the show um, talking about a little bit about SEMA again. We got SEMA uh, happening at the beginning of November. We're going to be there, and we're going to be doing our meet and greet again. This time it's being moved from... uh, Excalibur at Octane, which no longer exists, people. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we're moving it to MGM Grand, which is just kitty corner, right across the street at the level up. It's kind of like a barcade. Lots, yeah. of, lots of, it's very roomy, plenty of space to walk around, huge bar. Um, there's all, all sorts of cool stuff. We're going to be doing that on November 6th, which is the Wednesday. And I don't know what time, what time should we do it? Eight o'clock? Should we meet at 8 o'clock earlier? 7, 8? So I think 7. 7? Yeah. Um, gonna... Yeah, not to mention plenty of room to walk around, some video games to play, the whole nine yards, and no male strippers hanging out there picking up lonely housewives with herpes on their face. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, man, I'm salty turn. today. <laughs> so November 6, 7 p.m., uh, Pacific Standard Time at Level Up MGM Grand. I'm going to create a Facebook event. So if you want to add yourself to that, it'll be in the Camaro Show Facebook page at Camaro at uh, facebook.com slash Camaro Talk Show. Yep. Cool. We would love to see you there. We'd love to have a drink with you. Talk car stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. So, all That's right. It. That's it. Yep. This ran a little long because we knew we had a big old oh, yeah. episode. So we're cool with it. <laughs> we're going to play more next week. So stay tuned. All right. We'll see you back. next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Camaro show. Don't forget, drop us a voicemail at 586-486-3182. We'll see you next week. See, see ya. ya.